Welcome to the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina located in historic downtown Charleston. I'm Colonel Tom Clark, Executive Director of the Krauss Center, and we are proud to share an inside look at the training, thinking, and experiences of principal leaders. Since 1842, the Citadel has produced principal leaders in all walks of life, and we look forward to sharing some of what makes the Citadel a strong and unique institution with you today. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership training with special guest, Sergeant Major Yeagle. Sergeant Major Andrew Yeagle will talk about the challenges of sophomore year, what cadets must demand of themselves, and how TAC officers and NCOs balance mentorship with opportunities for learning through failure. I'm today's host, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Feening from the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. Thank you for joining us for today's Leadership on Demand podcast. Let's get started. We are here today on this week's episode of Leadership on Demand with Sergeant Major Yeagle, the Sergeant Major here uh, running the show for the South Carolina Corps of Cadets at the Citadel. Sergeant Major, good morning. Thank you for being with us. Good morning, sir. Um, um, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, I, I want to kick it right off. I want to ask you, what do you think is the greatest challenge facing the Corps of Cadets uh, or the college? In your mind, sitting in your seat here in Jenkins Hall, uh, right-hand man of the Commandant, uh, what, what is the greatest challenge that, uh, that we're facing here at the Citadel? Well, I, I, think, I think if you were to talk holistically about the college and like any four-year institution. I, I think, you know, every college has to be up on step and, and, and I think relevancy comes into play. Uh, I think the, the college is very, very good about make, making sure that, you know, what is being taught, whether it's in the classroom or how we teach physical training or all the things that we do that we are, are on the leading edge and whether it's the technology piece of this thing or the curriculum that we teach our cadets, you know, that, that, that's a big part of it. And that's always a challenge to make sure that we're, we're remaining relevant. And, and I think that we, we definitely are. How are we meeting that challenge? Uh, well, I, I think, you know, I, I, knowing the faculty and staff and knowing how, uh, you know, we, we always step up to the plate and we're looking for new and interesting ways to, to not only challenge, challenge the faculty and staff themselves, but also the, the, the cadets, the students themselves challenge us to know more, to be better. Um, and, and so I think that that arbitrarily kind of pulls us along because there are expectations. You know, cadets that come, students that come to this school have a, have a level of expectations that, that we know as professionals we need to meet. Uh, and that goes well beyond the classroom, obviously, and it, it, it falls within the realm of the Commonwealth Department. And when you ask about challenges for the Corps of Cadets, you know, we'll always talk to them about the challenges of peer leadership. And, and what that means to daily, you know, be able to challenge themselves to, to make those corrections and to, to always be on their best behavior and to, 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 to live our core values as, as Citadel cadets. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of a bumper sticker statement. We place it on our banners, but to do it every day and to execute, uh, you know, those, those things we hold dear, it's a challenge for the core, uh, especially with what's going on outside our gates and in society as a whole, I think, across the country. Sure, I agree with that. It's, the Citadel is one of those places where some things, uh, traditions stay the same, but it's also a school that has to meet the changes of the day. Uh, one thing, we've got a new commandant, Colonel Tom Gordon. We've got uh, we've had great 10 years of leadership under Captain Peluso, General Rosso. Now I've got General Walters, a former assistant commandant of the Marine Corps. Um, as we as we meet those changes in personnel and leadership, you know, you've been a steady presence here. And I would be curious to know what has surprised you in that transition um, in terms of 
what opportunities might be available or um, a, a shift in uh, rudder steer for, for the Corps of Cadets and for the Commandant's Department? You know, I, I don't think a lot of what I've seen has been so drastic uh, that that you know we we've kind of shocked the system necessarily. I think with the, by, by how how do you mean that? Well, I mean with the two presidents, I think you know uh, with General Walters and, and previously General Rosa. I mean they they've got a they've got a, a focus and they've got a plan for the college and and, and knowing that it's got to be ever evolving. And and some of that is such at a higher level that I don't think none of that is necessarily impacting the core. Mm -hmm. When you talk about commandants and, and moving from one commandant to another, obviously, uh, you know, the cadets have to understand there's going to be different leadership styles. There's going to be different focuses, if you will. And and I think uh, as Colonel Gordon uh, is still uh, in his first year, uh, you know, cadets, being cadets, they're feeling them out, they're asking them questions. And, and to Colonel Gordon's credit, he's been out amongst the Corps. You know, he's, he's asking the questions. He's, he's always out sensing, if you will, they're trying to find out, you know, what we as a department can do better, you know, what's on their minds. And it doesn't matter if you're a rank holder or if you're, you know, a senior private, it, it matters to all of us. And, and I think they enjoy talking to him and they understand that he's open to that. And, and I think he's, again, he's, he's got his intent up and he's taking it all in. And I, you, know, you talked about the, the, the changes and the challenges. I think for the school, you know, you've got to kind of remain that hybrid. There are so many things that we need to, again, I talk about relevancy all the time and, and make sure we're on the lead edge of, of what we teach. But there are some things that are fundamental and I call them blocking and tackling, things that, that, that should never change. Uh, for example, for example, um, you know, our leadership program uh, is what it is and our core values of honor, duty and respect it doesn't matter what's happening in society. You know, if we hold those as our bedrock and that's our platform from which, you know, we try to, to, to learn and grow, uh, I think you can't ever go wrong. That, that will never, I don't think, fall out of vogue or never be out of style. Um, Do you but, see the Commandant's Department as as teaching and reinforcing those core values through, uh, what is it that you, what are the vehicles through which, the mechanisms through which you reinforce? So obviously we have a lot of cadets that listen to this uh, podcast, but we have prospective students and families and they wonder, okay, we have these core, we have these core values. We know we, we matriculate knobs. They show up as freshman raw material and we graduate principal leaders. How in the world do we get from A to Z? You know, what's, what's B, C, D, and E in the middle? From your perspective, the Commonwealth Department, how do we train those, uh, those those principal leaders into into inculcating those core values well I, I think number one it starts you know in the classroom with the things that we teach you know there's the textbook and the blackboards and if you will and the smart boards and all those kind of things but beyond that i think it's it's how we as faculty and staff in the commonwealth department the tac officers the tac ncos how do we carry ourselves every day how do we communicate with the cadets you know, we, we often talk about leadership by walking around, you know, and what do what can Sergeant Major Yeagle do personally to, to make sure that he exudes, you know, what 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 the cadets need to see? You know, how, what do I demand of myself on a day to day basis? How do I communicate? How do I lead uh, by, by example? Uh, and, and I think all of us are involved in that. And, and it doesn't matter in what what realm you work. We all part, play a part because the cadets are watching, you know, and whether it's in the classroom, on the PT field, out of parade, uh, you pick it, whatever it is, the interaction with the cadets in the barracks and how, how they manage the things. And, and we often like to say that the, the Corps leads and, 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 and commands the Corps. 
Um, but we have to help them then. And we're on the sidelines. Uh, you know, we don't want to overreach the commanders, but, but, but what we offer to them based on our experience, uh, we, we hope will, will help to nurture them and allow them to, to grow and, and see what right looks like. And then, you know, at the end of the four years, hopefully uh, they, they take that with them, whether it's in the civilian sector or, or into our services. Right. So, you know, the balance of uh, mentorship involvement from the TAC, teach, advise, coach officers, which are a cadre, uh, there's one for every company and one for every battalion, is that right? Yeah, that is uh, correct. And then they, they are typically retired military officers or NCOs that have come back to set that daily example. Um, the balance of mentorship and involvement and the core leading the core is something that you often hear cadets talking about. In your estimation, uh, how do we have the right balance or should there be more opportunity or should there be less opportunity for the core to lead the core? I, I think, you know, and, and, and the core may not always agree with it, but I, I think we have struck a balance. And I believe, and every, obviously, every TAC officer is different and uh, how they lead their company or how they mentor their company, if you will. Uh, but, but I think, you know, it, 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 it is. It's, there, there can be a tipping point where maybe we're too involved. And, and, I, and the cadets always need to understand our involvement is not because we want to micromanage, it's because we want them to excel. And we want to make sure that we put our best foot forward and at the same time understand when it's time to back off and let these commanders and first sergeants, sergeant majors and platoon leaders, all of them, let them lead their companies to success. Um, but but we're not going to let them step off the cliff. You know, we're going to make sure that we grab them by the scruff of their neck and make sure before they make some of those mistakes, we're there. And and uh, they may not always appreciate it, but but <laughs> nine times out of ten, when they come back after graduation, they sometimes the light then goes on, but maybe a little bit later, and they realize that some of the lessons they learned or maybe some of the things that we try to teach along the way, you know, maybe sometimes resonate with them only after the fact. Yeah, I think that's probably right. It's uh, it's good to hear that the cadets come back as graduates and, uh, and and sometimes say thank you for that tough love. Um, in your opinion, is there anything that prevents the Citadel from reaching its full potential? Is there any obstacle in the way? Is there anything that you could imagine shifting that would really allow us to flourish as an institution and and train principal leaders who are even more prepared for the for the the outside world than they are today? You know, I, I think I think if 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 all of us as an institution and all those alumni out there, if we we all kind of uh, hold dear those those things that have made the Citadel such a success for well over 175 years, if we all focus on the fact that we can't allow those things to slip by the wayside, we can't allow some of the societal things that are happening to to get inside the gates and start to change how we we train principal leaders. Obviously, we, we, we have to evolve, but, I, but as I said early on, I said our, there are certain staples that, that we stick to here that I think uh, will forever uh, be cherished and forever will be needed. And, and it's tough on our cadets who are young people who come in with all these outside influences and, and all these, these things that constantly are chipping away at, I think, the, the, the veneer of the Citadel. Um, you know, we've got to stand fast and, and, and realize and teach all the time that, you know what, I, I get it. Everybody's got an opinion, but there are some very basic tenets, I think, of life um, and being men of women in character that the commandant says over and over to the commandants, all, to the cadets all the time that, that we have to hold dear. And, and we've, got to, we've got to band together in, in order to keep, I think, the Citadel 
uh, you know, kind of pure in its mission as we move, you know, further uh, further down the road. Sure. Well, it's you make an excellent point about setting that daily example. I mean, your personal experience, if you don't mind, I'd love to chat with you about what you brought to the Citadel. First of all, I'd love to hear how long you've been here, how long you, you know, for those of you that are listening, I am sitting across from a sergeant major in his uh, Marine Corps dress, sorry, service uniform, sitting up ramrod straight, uh, the picture of a poster Marine. In fact, you're actually on the poster, the physical fitness poster at Days Hall. I pass it every day when I go in there to work out. Uh, setting the example with a physical presence. Um, tell us a little bit about the experience you bring to the table from the Marine Corps and how long you've been at the Citadel. Well, I just started, I've been at the Citadel, this is my eighth year. Um, and uh, upon retiring, I, I taught at a high school, Jarrow uh, TC, but for about four years. And, and when this opportunity was made, I was made aware of this opportunity, I, I gravitated to it because I thought, you know, what a, what, what a great place to be able to maybe share some of life's lessons, uh, some of the mistakes I've made, some of the things that I, you know, uh, have, 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 you know, endured in my career. How can I best transmit you know that to uh, to, to our, our our young young cadets. Uh, the cadets are on the, the brink of stepping out the gate, getting into their careers, civilian careers, their military careers. And I thought, if there was some way I can contribute to that success, you know, I, I, how do I give back? The Marine Corps gave me a lot of great years. You know, 31 years of active service, wow. and uh, you know, how, how can I give back? Because I am who I am today, based on some outstanding leadership and mentorship over so many years. And, and uh, I, I just enjoy being here and being able to share that in any way that I can. Sure, and what was your uh, specialty in the Marine Corps? So I, I grew up as, a, as an old motor transport operator. Okay. Uh, and then as I joke with everybody, once I got selected at first sergeant and became unskilled laborer, then I, I bounced <laughs> around and was in the infantry for a while. And then, you know, do those things that first sergeant and sergeant majors do in the Marine Corps. And it was great because it, it, it allowed me to go many, many different places uh, as a sergeant major. And, uh, and of course, I retired uh, out of Paris Island. Okay. So there's, there's a, as, a, as a fellow Marine, there's a special relationship between uh, NCOs, staff NCOs, and officers. And here we have a mix of tax. We have uh, staff NCOs and we have retired officers uh, in, in our barracks. Um, do you feel like that, that we have the right mix of staff NCO and officer among the tax? Have you found that the different strengths coming in from those two different uh, schools of thought has provided anything special for the Corps of Cadets or do they bring different talent, skill sets, perspectives that uh, it's, it's good for the Corps to see both of those things? I, I think it has. And when I first got on deck, the only other uh, NCO that was here was Sergeant First Class Green who works in operations. Oh, so, sure. uh, you know, just the two of us, I don't know that we were able to spread ourselves out enough to where the cadets had an opportunity to observe senior NCOs, staff NCOs, if you will. So upon hiring the new TAC NCOs, where there is one in every battalion, I think it strikes a great balance. Uh, let's face it, our, our sophomores and juniors hold those, what we would call the enlisted ranks, and do a lot of the heavy lifting as NCOs. And, and who better than our TAC NCOs to, to train, lead, and mentor them in those areas? Uh, and then, of course, our TAC officers fulfill a great role, especially with our seniors um, in whatever walk of life they're going to. So I, I think it's good. And it's good that we have all the services represented 
you know, uh, you know. Uh, it, do we have it, any Space Force tax yet, or just uh, the we, Air Force? Of course. Well, we, we do. We we and we have a senior enlisted, a former uh, uh, Chief Master Sergeant with Chief Gersey uh, mm -hmm. there in First Battalion, and so we're we're getting a good mix. You know, mm -hmm. we did with Chief Pena as well. So and, and and we're on the lookout for that because we know that's what's going to best serve the cadets when they see all the services represented in both on the officer and the enlisted side. And I, I, and I think I, I watch the cadets gravitate uh, to those TAC NCOs quite a bit because they know that they, they've kind of been there, done that, have the t-shirt as our TAC officers do. And I, I think it's worked very, very well for us. I think you're right. I, I, I wonder, what do you see as the, the most vulnerable time for cadets? What, what are they in the most uh, danger of not succeeding in this difficult program? And I mean that both uh, academically. I mean, uh, I think of I think of the time they leave their freshman year, which is very regimented, to the time they uh, sophomores, the time they first matriculate. Where do you see those periods of vulnerability for uh, for cadets in terms of not making it in the program? I think just from the standpoint of of who I want to become as a Citadel cadet, I think the sophomore year is 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 a huge turning point for them. As you said, we've kind of we've kind of taken them off the leash, if you will, uh, maybe not a great term to use, but uh, but but now they're on their own, and and now they've got to kind of find themselves. You know, they've got to figure out what do I want to do. You know, and 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 do I want to hold rank? Do I do I want to to have a billet within the Corps of Cadets? Uh, maybe I just want to focus on my studies, and maybe that in of itself, you know, is going to take up most of my time. But where the sheen kind of wears off, if you say, if, if you will, and some of the motivation may wane a bit, is in her sophomore year, uh, because it's kind of in that I'm trying to find myself, if you mm. will, and and what direction do I go? And I think so much of the their success you know, we, 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 we put in the hands of the first arms and the commanders and, and who grabs those potential solid cadets that will be good leaders and future commanders and mentors them in a way that, you know, if they were had some self-doubt about whether or not I can be, you know, that leader, then, then we grab them. And, and, and they do that with all of them. And of course, we've got the, the mentor program and, and all those things that contribute to their success. But I guess if you were to ask, I, I, I kind of lean more toward the sophomore year. That's kind of a can be a springboard year for some, or it can be that that where they they're not too sure as they continue to search what they're looking for. Sure. How do we how do we address that? How do we take care of them in those moments? Well, so you obviously know, you got your stars, you got your standouts that are gonna shine and rise to the top. Those those they don't take care of themselves. They need mentoring and shepherding and all that sort of thing. But those 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 future senior privates, that sophomore year, how do you prevent them from becoming cynical about principal leadership training? You you know you do what you can through through education and and we have a sophomore leadership training exercise coming up next month you know and we and we try to pull them together as a class right. uh, you know and and let them see strength and think about how tight they were as freshmen coming in and motivated they were and how do we how do we continue to fan those flames and and make them understand that they are a big part of our success here and contributing in, in, in the, the way of squad corporals and clerks. And, you know, how do we get them interested in holding those billets and contributing, you know, as we move, you know, through the course of the year. And, and the LTE is one of the ways that we do that, yes. you know, but I think it is a matter of, you know, yeah, sure. The, the, the ones that are easy to lead, we don't want to always focus on them because somewhere out there, there are cadets in the middle and some that maybe aren't too sure what they want. And, and we want them to come back their junior year. We don't want to lose them over the summer. Right, exactly. Well, the last question I have for you, you got you bring 31 years of, of active duty Marine Corps experience as a sergeant major, and now you've been here at the Citadel for eight years. 
if you could provide, if you could sit in that seat of that cadet who's just coming in here, or the freshman who's thinking, looking down the pipe, or even the prospective student thinking about coming here, and you could offer them one piece of advice for a successful cadet career at the Citadel, you know, this podcast is designed to give people a backstage look and a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership. What is it that they should be thinking about to make sure they are successful and maximize the opportunities uh, presented by the Citadel? I think first and foremost, and it's something I try to live by daily, is, is first and foremost, demand of yourself. If you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am demanding the best of myself every day, then it's going to make it easier for you to get out and get out in front of people. And it's what I tell the young leaders all the time, that you can easily make those corrections. You can easily get after the things that we require you to do if you first demand that of yourself. And I don't care if it's physical fitness, grooming, you know, shined up, all those things that we talk about all the time. I think first and foremost, and for a young person that's going to step onto the campus uh, whether they're uh, a legacy or not, you know, and they had anyone in their family that ever went to the Citadel. I, I think it's just knowing what you want, um, being focused on that, and understanding there's going to be there's going to be high points and low points, and 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 you're working to build resiliency, and 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 that's going to come in time, and and only through shared hardship, and, and are you going to be able to grow? I think and prosper. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, everybody uses that term, you know, it's uh, everybody that comes here takes the path of least resistance or, you know, uh, or, or takes the, 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 the tougher path, I should say, um, you know, by coming here because we ask so much of our cadets. But just understand there's a purpose behind everything we do. And uh, if you're willing to strap it on, uh, you, you'll be successful. Well, Sergeant Major Yeagle, thank you for the time today. Thank you for joining us on the Leadership on Demand podcast series. Very grateful for the time. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. You can find us online, and we welcome your feedback and suggestions on who you, our audience, would like to hear from in future episodes. Thank you for your time today. We hope you'll join us here again soon for another episode of Leadership on Demand.